Iron Dome for the Ein Hara is not by lying or pretending, it's by saying, it's not me, it's Hashem. Haipalena Hashem Davar! Wherever you get your podcasts from, or our own website, prismoftorah.com. This is the Prism of Torah with Rabbi Saf Aaron Prisman. Shalom Vrocha. In this week's Parsha Parshas Vayerach, my dear friend Yitzchak Svei Shlita told me over a Dvar Torah that I think is phenomenal. I think it's beautiful, answers many questions, and also brings out a very important concept that is very practical. And I would like to share it with you, of course. Kedal Kiba I'll try to add a bit of my own ideas to connect it and maybe connect to something that just happened in El Tisoil. So we'll start. The beginning of the parsha, Parshas Vayera, we all know the famous episode that Avram Avinu is yearning to perform the mitzvah of Achnasas Oichim. He's looking around despite that he's in a lot of pain after doing the bris milah. And so HaKadosh Buchu says, okay, let's send him three angels. These three angels, of course, they don't look like angels, they look like Arabs, but they come and Avram Avinu tells them, come in. And each one we know, Rashi tells us, has a different tafkid, a different responsibility, a different task. One of the angels' tasks was to tell them that, listen, you're going to have in the upcoming year a son. And so the Pasuk tells us that this Malach said the following, you're gonna have a son. And then it says a statement that it's very interesting. This is question number one. What is it doing here? Why is it so important? It says, and Sarah is listening, the Sarah Shomat oil at the entrance of the tent, Vehu and he is behind was behind him. Vehu Acharav. Who is this person now? What, what is Acharav? So the Rishonim give different Mahachim who it was. Who was there standing behind him? Or it was just, Rashi tells us it was the, the entrance to the tent was behind him. Why is that so important? This is not a big question. It's just a regular question. But we'll see that the answer to this question will shed light on the rest of the questions. Question number two, which is basic. Most of these questions are showing him ask. Question number two is, what is Sarah's reaction the next Pasuk says, Vatitzchak Sarah, Sarah laughed. She said, how can it be? My husband's so old. We're so old already. And how can it be that we're going to have a kid? Vatitzchak Sarah bekirva lemor. How can it be? Vadonizaken, and I'm going to have a baby? How can that be? And the question begs itself, Sarah Imenu, who was on the Darga of Nevua, prophecy. She was on the level of prophecy and she didn't believe in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's absurd. How could, how could we suggest such a thing? But that's what it looks like is happening. In this same Pasuk, it says the following, that seems to be a contradiction in itself. It says, It sounds like she was only laughing internally, is internally, but the next word says, no, she was actually doing this externally, to say, and she said, how can it be? I'm so, we're so old and we're going to have a kid. So what is it? Is it internal or is it external? It seems to be a contradiction. If we go on in the, the psukim, it then says, HaKadosh Buchu tells Avram, why did Sarah laugh? Why is she saying, oh, how can it be we have kids and we're so old? Hashem says, how can this be? And Sarah answers back through Avram. She tells Avram, I wasn't laughing. Sarah, Sarah denied what HaKadosh Baruch was saying about her and she said, I was not laughing. I was just frightened. She was frightened? What, she what's going on? She doesn't believe in Hashem? What do you mean? She's lying now? She wasn't laughing? And then Avraham Avinu tells her back in the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, No, you did, you did laugh. What is going on over here? And why is 
Sarah, Lichoira, seems to be lying and saying, no, I wasn't laughing. And Hashem says, no, yes, you were laughing. What's this dialogue between them? To answer these questions and more questions, but to save time, we'll not mention the other questions. We'll start answering the, 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 these questions with the following information that we need to know first. In last week's Parsha, we know Rashi tells us, without getting into the reason how Rashi knew this was true, Rashi tells us, based on the Midrash, that Sarah Imenu, when she wasn't able to have kids with Avram, so we know, after 10 years, she said, you know what, at least I have Hagar as my Shifcha. Why don't you be with her and, and you'll have a kid through her. Mena. At least I'll have a kid through my Shifcha. And so that is what happened. And she fell pregnant right away. In fact, that's the reason she was look, looking down upon looking down upon Sa'imenu. And she said, ah, she, you're not so... You're not such an amazing person. You're not a tzaddikis. If you were, Hashem would ensure you have a kid straight away. Look at me, straight away. I, I'm pregnant already. And then, and then Sarah got really upset and she said, I don't want her to be here. So Avram had to kick her out. And when she left, she was crying. And Amalach, Akadosh Buchu said to her, what, 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 Amalach came to her and said, what, 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 what's going on? So she explained. And he said to her, you're going to have a kid. Go back home, you're going to have a kid. You're going to call him Ishmael. You're going to fall pregnant. But the question begs itself, what do you mean? She was already pregnant. The answer was, Rashi says, she was indeed pregnant. But Sarah Imenu put an Ayn Hara, the evil eye, the Ayn Hara. She gave her an Ayn Hara and as a result, there was a miscarriage. So we see that Sarah Imenu is very familiar. In fact, she did this herself. What Ayn Hara is all about. And she knew she was able to do that and perform that evil eye effect on Ishmael. And that's not the only time. If you look later on, which is our Parsha, Parsha's Vayera, at some point Ishmael grows in the house and then Sarah sees, whoa, he's not having a good, he can have a very negative effect on my son Yitzchak. I don't want them growing together, growing up together. Look at him. He's totally in Tavoyda Zara, worshipping idols. He's killing people. That has a major effect on people around him. I don't want my son Yitzchak to grow with him, to grow up with him. So hence, indeed, Avram Avinu had to kick him out of the house. It wasn't easy for him to do because we know Avram is Midat Sechesed. But he had to do an act of Gvua because that was Ritzon Hashem at the time. But it's interesting to know, Rashi tells us, that as Hagar left, after Avram gave him the basic, basic necessities that they needed, when she left, she carried him on her shoulders. He was already an older kid. Why did she have to carry him on her shoulders? As she says, because Sarah Imenu put an eye in Hara in him. And hence, he wasn't able to walk. So you see again that Sarah knew exactly the potential harm in creating an eye in Hara. Why am I telling you all this? Because based on this, we can start answering all the questions. When we started off in this Shtikl Torah, asking a, a very innocent question, that when the Malach told Avram, listen, you're going to have a kid this year. And Saul was listening, says the Pasuk. And then the Pasuk says, And who ayacharav? There was someone behind the angel telling Avram this information that Saul was listening to. Who is this person behind? So if you look carefully, Targum Yoinasan ben Uziel, and also Targum Yerushalmi, and it's also a Midrash, clearly say that the person behind the angel, hearing him saying this information, to Avram that they're going to have a kid and Sarah's listening is actually Ishmael. And he's listening very carefully. That's the Lashon of Targum Yonasan ben Uzel. He explained, he says, yeah, and Ishmael was listening. Based on this, 
then perhaps what's going on is the following. Sarah Imenu is listening. She realizes that Ishmael's listening as well. Sarah, of course she believed. Anything HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, a, a message from Hashem, anything can happen. Whatever Hashem says happens, we know. This whole universe, this whole planet, everything is HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There's no way Sarah Imenu that was on the level of prophecy would say, oh, I can't believe HaKadosh Baruch Hu can, can make me have a kid. We can add to the question we asked, how can Sar not believe? Chazal tell us, and Rashi brings it down, and the Pesach says that on that day, she suddenly became like a younger woman again. Isn't that the biggest hint that something could happen right now, despite the fact she's 90? Elamai, of course, Sarah believed, but she was she wanted a decoy smile. She was so worried because she knew what Ein Hara can do, and she was worried that seeing that Ishmael is listening to this news, she was so worried that he was going to use this information and hence do an Ein Hara on her or tell his mother, Hagar, and she will perform Ein Hara on this situation. She was so scared of this miscarriage. So she decided to downplay the whole game over here and say, how can it be? How can it be? I'm going to have a kid. I'm 90 years old. Of course, internally she believed. And that is exactly what the Pasuk is telling us. The Pasuk said, we asked as a question, it seems to be a contradiction. Was she laughing Bekirba internally? Or she said it externally. The answer is, she was indeed in, only externally she was laughing. But internally she believed. She, was, she believed 100%. But she internal, externally had to pretend to decoy Ishmael. She had to pretend and fake him out. <laughs> she doesn't believe this is going to happen. To downplay the whole, the whole scenario and make Ishmael think, nah, it's not really going to happen. There's no way I'm going to have a kid. Even though she internally 100% believed in the Kaddish Boko. Based on this, we already answered most of our questions. In fact, it answers another question, which was that Avram was communicated by Hashem already last parsha, parsha Lech Lecha, that he's going to have a son. Isn't it normal that Avram would tell this to Sarah? Rishonim asks this. The Ramban, I think, asks this. Elamai, of course Avram communicated it to Sarah. Just what? Still, Sarah didn't want to make it as if there's no way this is going to happen because she was so worried of the effects Ishmael's going to have once he knows this information. So she, so she wanted to make him think there's no way this is true. We still have to understand what was the dialogue between Sarah and HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Sarah wasn't talking directly to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, through Avram. Avram said to her, why did you laugh? Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu asked Avram, why did she laugh? And Sarah says back, I didn't laugh. And Hashem says, no, yeah, you did laugh. What's happening over here? Is she lying? The answer is she's not lying. She knows Hashem knows the truth. So she's saying to Hashem, I didn't really laugh. You know I didn't really laugh. It was just an external type of laughing to fake out Ishmael. But I was not laughing. I believe in everything. I could, could do everything. And in the Psukim, it's hinted, why is she laughing? Is there anything HaKadosh Baruch Hu can't do? HaKadosh Baruch Hu could do anything. And there's a lot of depth to that statement. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is telling Sarah Meinu, I want to teach you a concept over here. The way you deal with Ein Hora, the way you shield and don't let Ein Hara negatively affect you, or as I like to say, the Iron Dome for the Ein Hara effect, is not by lying or pretending. It's by saying, it's not me, it's Hashem. Ha'ipalem Hashem davar? HaKadosh Baruch could do anything. So why should anyone say, oh, I can't believe it? And that will cause an Ein Hara. But to understand this on a deeper level, we have to try to figure out what bichlal is this Ein Hara business. So if you look in the Chazonish, and Baba Basra and Likutim, Chazonish explains that Ein Hara is a reality, a spiritual reality Hashem created, that a person could negatively affect someone else if he has the evil eye on him. But what does that mean, evil eye? Evil eye, says the Chazonish, 
when you have a tmiha, a tmiha means, huh? I'm in shock. I can't believe he's such, he has such a wife. I cannot believe he has such a house. How, do you, how is he able, how is he able to, to, to create such a reality for him that he deserved to have such a big house and such so many kids? That in itself, that you raise an eyebrow and say, wow, how can that be? And now I'm trying to add a deeper explanation of what is going on over here. This tmiha, that a person says, oh, I cannot believe it. That in itself is a trigger for Shamaim to say, whoa, 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 whoa. Maybe this person is right. Maybe we have to open up his book of this person and see, wait a second, what were his actions? Does he really deserve to get such a big house, to have so many kids? Let's see exactly what he did. And then there's Kitschuk, there's Midas Sadin, and we see, is he deserving, not deserving? And that's very dangerous. Because how many of us can say we really deserve all the good things that Hashem gave us? Hashem is teaching Sarai Menu how do you deal with such a situation? You, you straight away deflect Aina and say, you think it's me? I know I'm not deserving. This, it's all a Kaddish Bochu. Are you going to raise an eyebrow when you realize Hashem is doing this? It's not me. You think I built my house. HaKadosh Bochu ensured I have such a house. How did it work out? There's many, many messengers for HaKadosh Bochu. Hashem could do things in many ways. How do they deserve such a wife? I don't know. Hashem orchestrated it. Is there anything that we can put behind Hashem? No, Hashem could do anything. At that second, that trigger is out. It... it, it, it and we can also say it one deeper level, one deeper level. Until now, we said that, the, that when, when a person says it's all from a Kadesh it deflects Dayan because there's no Tmiya anymore. A person isn't amazed, wow, I can't believe it, because you realize, oh, it's coming from Hashem. But we can say it in a different way. And we could say that a person can live lives, can live a life in two different routes. Route number one is, it's all me, it's all me. And this permutates itself in many ways. Either I built the house, I was able to get such a wife. I got so many, I brought up the kids in an amazing way. Or you can say, it's not me. Root number two is, it's all a Kaddish Buhu. Kaddish Buhu is Tov Metiv and he does everything for me. And therefore we can answer the, 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 the idea that it, the, that when you're Meshabach Hashem, it deflects the negative effect of Ayn Hara because, because instead of Midas Adin coming in and say, whoa, 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 Be'emet, how did he deserve, deserve such a thing? Let's open his farm his books and see what were his actions. Is he well deserving of his situation? Yes, that's if he says I'm deserving. But if he says I'm not deserving, everything I have in this world is all from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I don't deserve anything. It's all Chesed of Hashem, which is the Emes. Hashem created the world, created us. He just wanted to give us an opportunity to have eternal life. And that's it. Ah, if that's the, the frame of mind of the person, then everything's totally different over here. Then there's no point in opening this farm and having Abida Sadin hanging over him. Why? Because he's saying straight away, I'm going to lose the game before it started. Of course, I'm not deserving of what I have. I realize that. I, because I realize everything is from Hashem. So HaKadosh Buhu says, okay, there's no point in opening this farm. This, the, the, the evil eye effect won't happen. There's not going to be, it's a, the best deflection for the eye And that's how a person should live life. And that's how we should view all the situations we're a part of, all of Klal Yisrael. And when the soldiers are fighting for us, we should always have in mind, everything is an open game. Everything can happen because HaKadosh Buhu is with them. And it's not, Oh, we and we and we're strong and we're going to beat them. It's a Kaddish Buchu's with us. And ain't oid milvadoi. And that's why we're going to do it. And that's what we daven for Hashem. And we have all together. If we care for our fellow Jews, wherever they are, the soldiers, the people all over the world, we see the events that are happening. We have to put in our mind 
אין עוד מלבדו, הרבה שליחים למקום, and it's all because הקדוש ברוך הוא does חסר with us, he'll protect us, and just like he did when a lot of people wanted to join the, the war to be part of our enemies, הקדוש ברוך הוא created earthquakes that thousands and thousands of people died so that they won't be able to do that, because רבויס מחשובויס בלב איש, there's many thoughts in a person's mind, ועצס השם יתקום, whatever השם decides will happen, and we know everything's coming from הקדוש ברוך הוא, just like I'll end off with a current events that happened almost a week ago, a very big gadol, a big tzaddik, in Eretz Yisrael passed away, and what happened? Since the city where he set up his yeshiva, which is Modin Elit, Kiryat Sefer, was created, I think, or at least 31 years since the yeshiva was there, there wasn't even a siren, and there were several wars, during this period of time. 12 hours after he passed away, the first siren ever in history of that city was heard. And that is because his whole life was about Mishabach Hashem. He, a tzaddik that's Mishabach Hashem, it can protect not only him from Ayn Arao, anything else, but the whole city. This idea of Mishabach Hashem is mamash, a life-saving thing, deflects Ayn Hara, deflects Midas Adin. It's also brought down in the Kisvei Arizal, in Shar Kavanos, that when you Shabbach Hashem, it deflects and dissipates the effect of Midas Sadin. That's why we have Kaddish at the beginning of davening. At the end of the davening, we have Aleinu Lishabach at the end of davening. David HaMelech was in so much, so many issues in his life, and yet all of Tehillim, and that's what he did, was all Mishabach Hashem. Yiratzon, that we live life in such a way, and bizchut, that we're Mishabach HaKadosh Buch, who consciously will be able to deflect any thought of Ayn Hara by anyone. And Yiratzon, that HaKadosh Buch will dissipate our enemies, and the Shechina will be misgale, bekarov b'yameinu. Amen v'amen. This concludes another episode of the Prism of Torah. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed it and learned something valuable. If you did, Please subscribe to the podcast and give a five-star rating. You can also find this podcast wherever you get your podcasts or our own website, prismofterror.com, where we have a full archive of all our past episodes. We would like to thank Yona Veffa for the recording equipment and Ellie Podcast Productions for handling all our post-podcast productions. Join us next week for another enlightening conversation on the Prism of Terror.